Welcome to Impressy You may play the song. <laughs> Ba -ba -da -ba, ba -ba -da. Uh, it's a song, right? Sued. Disney's gonna sue us. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna do a grandiose opening for this one because it's the same shit we always do. Every oh every two weeks, it's emails. We read your emails. We make fun jokes. It's a great time, and then we finish off the day by reading a rich master's patented masterpiece. TM. Oh God, is this the last one? I don't know, actually. I'm a little scared. I think it's a two-parter. So I yeah, think I we're think getting second part to last. one. Yeah. I'm scared. Fuck, dude. I know, me too. I don't know what he's going to do next. I guess I'm we nervous. could put his options up. We could do like a vote on his options if he wants to do it. I don't know. I feel like we should be benevolent dictators about <laughs> this one. Let him do whatever he wants. No, let him do whatever we want. Oh, well, yeah. That's the way it should go, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop right into it, everybody. You know us. I'm Jeff. I'm the other guy, Josh. Yeah, you're the other guy. We're like the movie The Other Guys, starring Will Ferrell. We're... Really? No, that's not him. What movie am I thinking of? The Other Guy? The Other Guys is uh, Ryan Gosling and... Uh, Ferrell? No, Ryan Gosling and... Uh, <laughs> J uh, What's his fuck? Uh, Crow, Russell Crow. Oh, okay. I was like, like Tom Servo's friend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Crow. I would watch the fuck out That'd of that. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> you know what we do? We read these damn emails, and that's what we're about to do. I'm gonna jump right into these babies today. I'm hot. I'm ready go for them. Go in. Go in. Don't even just go and try. <laughs> Ugh. Our first email is from H808Beats, who does a shit That's ton a of cool music that you can find on Twitter at H808Beats if you search that up. Is he? Is they a robot? Uh, probably. That's cool. I've done artwork for him in the past, like, for his albums. It's been oh, cool. really fun. That's sweet. Um, he, he entitled the email, Y'all Trackin'? Y'all, yeah, we trackin'. You know it. And he says, hey, y'all. I've previously Hi. been hesitant of tainting or derailing my favorite podcast with my own insertion. Wink! I just said going dry. What the fuck? <laughs> of emails. But I think it's time to break that spell. I want to take a minute to point out that we talk about dicks so often that there's no way we wouldn't have lined up with this email. Yeah, there's I mean, no it's way. just like fate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. I owe you both a big thank you. Oh. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. I had not been exposed to Star Trek until after listening to this podcast. Yes. Surprisingly, after years as a Continue fan, I found the podcast through Jeff. But I found Jeff's dope oh. art through a post Josh made on Twitter once. Crazy it's world, a, right? It's a circle. Everything is a flat circle. It all brings us back to the beginning. Is the end. It's the beginning. Is the end. So with that said, Trek boys! Klaxons. He he did type clacks on clacks on uh, clacks on clacks. Question: As fellow creative minds, how do each of you approach your work with concepts beyond the physical mediums with overall perspective in mind? I Whoa. like to use I like to use my talent to lift people's spirits, and I try to hone in on that as inspiration quite a bit in my work. Is there a similar mindset you two might have, or does it sound like I'm full of it? 
No, I think that's like the crux of it is like I I want to make people laugh. I I more so like recently I've been sort of just like what makes me laugh more. Like and I think that's always sort of like been how I go about the funny part of what we do. Like if it makes me laugh, like I'm fine with just that. But I, th- I think we're both entertainers uh, at heart. Like we really yeah. love to like entertain people, make people laugh. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's like drugs. Like it's better than drugs. Really. It is. And like ever since I was young, I, ever since I discovered Comedy Central, I think yeah. I was like, shit, yeah. you can make people laugh like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like superpower. Like yeah. I remember I made Chris Wynn throw up a cookie, and I was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> I made him laugh so hard he threw up a whole cookie. Like, I've always been the guy in the group of people who's, like, making the jokes and making everybody else laugh. Yeah. And that's maybe to my detriment sometimes, since people yeah, wouldn't yeah. take me seriously. Yeah. But uh, I've always been a fan of making people laugh my whole life. And the fact that... I can do that with, like, a podcast now. I always come into this podcast like, I want to entertain the audience one way or the other. Yeah, I just want to I want to have fun and, and be funny, and I hope people, like, laugh and shit. That's all I care about. Uh, when it comes to making art, like, when I... I try not to worry about my audience very much. Yeah. When I make art, because you can drive yourself crazy that way. Yeah, that's like when I'm editing jokes or if I'm even writing like something that's funny. Like I, I can't, you can't think about that. You have to, you just have to do what you do, right? Like that. That's what I mean. Like I don't think about like other people when I'm doing it. Yeah. Because that's like a problem. When I do Inksburg, like I'm doing gags that I find funny. Like, I'm doing yeah, stuff that exactly. makes me laugh when I see right. it done. Like, when I'm right. working on it, I'm chuckling to myself. If nobody yeah. else finds it funny, that's fine. Yeah, whatever, right. But hopefully somebody does, and I get a kick out of that. Like, I love it yeah. when somebody... It resonates on the same level with somebody else. Like, I saw this gag in Inksburg, and it reminded me of this gag from this Looney Tune. It's cartoon, mm-hmm. and it just made me laugh. And I'm like, that's great. That's exactly what I wanted. There's, like, yeah. an element of nostalgia to Inksburg as well. Like, if you feel like you're watching an old cartoon when you're listening to it or mm-hmm. reading it, perfect. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be its own thing as well. That's why I do the whole mystery thing. But it's always going to be a little bit reminiscent of, like, uh, like somebody pointed out, and I didn't have this in my paper. Some, it was called Slylock Fox. Mm-hmm. Where they're little visual puzzles. He's a detective and you have to help him solve the case. Right. With little visual puzzles. And that's what I'm doing with Inksburg. Like, every... The mystery is solved if you pay attention to the background. Damn! Like, all... Uh, and the the most fun I had making Inksburg, besides doing the gags, is the the final four pages have these little flashback sequences that show you where I hid the clues oh, that's throughout so the whole cool. comic. And I had a ton of fun seeing people be like, holy shit, that was there the that's whole time? Great. That's great. And I'm working on the new story now, and I'm like psyched to be hiding all that shit as I go that's along. Awesome. So, so there's like a playfulness in the way I do things. Yeah. But like, I very much want to play with my audience. That's why yeah. I love email, because that's all it is, is playing with you guys. Yeah, it's a direct line, right? It's cool. Uh, that's a pretty deep question, though. 
We haven't got like a real deep one in a while. Yeah. Uh, he finishes out the email with "Keep up the good work and try not to kill another Kevin." Would you? I mean, he kind of like he's like Hank and uh, <laughs> Hank from Adventure Bro- Venture Brothers. Hank and what's his name? Dean. Dean and Hank, they just die. Like, he just dies. <laughs> we like, just, just bring accidents. him back. Yeah, it's fine. Just scan his brain. <laughs> Signed, your boy Beats, engineer aboard the USS Long Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the, the good ship Long Dog. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, thanks for that email, H808. Thank you. Mr. Beats. Mr. Beats. Our uh, next email is from James... Hello, James. And it's entitled, Dang Old Changelings, man. <laughs> Boom hour. Uh, what's up, Trek boys? Just wanted to complain about how in Deep Space Nine, it's established that Odo has a weird, smooth face because he struggles with making a face. Mm-hmm. However, later, when the changelings are shown in their normal, non-fluid form, they too have a weird, smooth face. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one to notice this, but it kind of pulls me out of the show sometimes. To me, yeah. it seems like this is something the writers would have considered. I'm sure it was probably just to keep things consistent and not confuse yeah. the viewers or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, it's definitely that, but also, like, they they take his form probably to make him feel more comfortable. Yeah, like... They're obviously copying him. They have the same hair as him and everything. Y- yeah, like, I think it's for him, right? Like, it's not... I mean, it's not for him when, like, it's just her, though, on Cardassia. Like, he's not there. But Is that, is that how she's shown first? I thought he, she's shown first when she, like, meets Odo. Yeah, but, like, when he's not around, like, why would she look like that, right? Like, I mean, that's a good question. And, and my, it may just be, like, a big plot to get him comfortable with them one way or another. Like, what if he walks in? <laughs> what if he walks? What if he shows up and we're not looking like we're looking like a like a hot lady? Yeah, like if we guy. if we like look like Cardassians or whatever, and he shows up, and then we like morph back into goo people, then he's gonna be like, "Hey, are you guys fucking with me?" I guess it's kind of for the Gem Hadar though too, because like they don't ever see changelings so too much, except for her. Like that, besides her, like there's there's her and Odo, right? Like yeah. all the other ones are back on the planet. That like. You're right, it know. does fall apart when you see them not near Odo, though, but... I mean, it's it is, just because, it's consistency like, that's what they for the like. audience. Yeah, it's just what... That's what they look like. Um, I don't... It doesn't pull me out. I just... I'm always just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm exactly the same way. Yeah, for some it, reason, it didn't. I didn't yeah, think didn't. of that before, but it never pulled me out. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of like, well, they can turn into stuff. They're better at it than he is, right? Mm-hmm. But, but also, like... They don't really give a shit, right? Like, they're just sort of just, like, what... Like, being a, a solid form for them is sort of, like, a waste of time. I like, think it's kind of gross, actually. They don't like it. That. Yeah, they're, like, they're, like... They're kind of like a Smith from The Matrix, where he's, like, I I hate this. Like, I hate this place, and I went out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they hate it. Um, can you guys think of any inconsistencies that bug you about any of the Trek series? Thanks for all you guys do. Keep your J's tight. James from the Mile High. <laughs> Keep our J's tight, like I'm our Jordans. My, I'm always keeping my J's tight. Uh, I, I mean, not, I mean, not really. I don't know inconsistencies that bother me. I think I, I can pretty much overlook almost all the inconsistencies as being like this was early, this was later when yeah, they came to the file. Because it's because it's like such a long process. 
when you think about the whole franchise, right? Like it's not, it, it's not like like Harry Potter where they they knew they were doing this, these seven books. So, and, and like there's there if there were inconsistencies in that, like you'd be like, oh, why did they do this, right? But like that's not really how it is. It's it's so long that like you have to be able to be like, well, they just didn't know they were gonna do yeah. this. There are like know. inconsistencies that people make up that bother me. Like what? Like, there's this big one that people always fucking talk about where they're like, what about that episode where that lady, that Starfleet officer loved Kirk? And she's like, there's no place in that captain's, on the captain's uh, fucking uh, deck. There's no place on the captain's bridge for a woman, Mm. is there? And people are like, that means women couldn't be captains. But there is a female captain in TOS. You meet her. Yeah, I think that she meant there's no place for love on the. Bridge. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what, she what she meant. She was being metaphorical, yeah. but there are whole articles about how TOS, you couldn't be a captain if you were a woman. Yeah, it's just a hot takes hot take machine. Oh, she said woman. She meant all women. Yeah, it's that's it's not like you're yeah. taking stuff out of context, right? And right. like, I don't think they're bending it to to fill their like agenda against the show or whatever they're just misconstruing right. it well yeah i think purpose, there's a disingenuousness but... to that i think like if you if you're like a person who talks to other people which maybe they're not uh you know like that's just the way that she said it but she meant love like she didn't mean women <laughs> like that's it's, it's just because it's he, very like, strange like there's a whole idea of TOS outside of TOS where like every character has a different personality than the one on screen. Right. And the whole adventure is different because people baby boomers ate lead so they can't remember anything that happens. Well that's what we get fucking like the JJ shit. That's exactly the reaction that's that's why the JJ movies are like that, because it's like they're remaking the caricature of Star Trek that never existed. Yeah. And it's like, that was never the show. What the fuck are you doing? I don't think there are any inconsistencies within the show themselves that bother me. Like, the one that's popping into my head a lot right now is the way the Trill were on TNG compared to the way they are yeah, on they're like Space more Nine. Aliens. Doesn't bother that. me. Yeah, that doesn't bother me either. Because, like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like They call Vulcans Vulcanians to begin with. It doesn't yeah, bother me. Like. It's all small to me. It's all it's, it's all just television semantics. Like we're, like I'm glad that like they smoothed out the rules. Like that's what I look at more. I, I'm glad that they figured out that like oh this is what the trill are. Like that's better oh. than having them be like like I'd rather them make that like quote unquote mistake and then fix it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like sticking with something that's stupid isn't better than fixing right. it and pretending like it. Like never the tri- the trill are much better as the things that they are in DS Nine. Yeah. Like if they were just the random like then you get like Saru. Like what the fuck is Saru? Like who, who cares? He's yeah. just, he's some sort of a squid. I guess he's a cow or something. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Right? Um, like <laughs> the inconsistency that popped into my head when I said "oh" is the inconsistent treatment of Janeway as a character that yeah. bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, you're not watching the same character from episode to episode sometimes. And that yeah, definitely gets... bugs the shit out of me. That's the weakest. I mean, that might be... I mean, that's like the big arc of Voyager bothers me, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just just don't watch. 
Like, <laughs> Voyager has about a half a cast of good characters and then a bunch of throwaway characters. Yeah. Which is not great for a Star Trek show. And they're not... Like, some of the half... Some of that good half is, like, on they're the, okay. on the, on the yeah. bubble. You know what I mean? Like, like they're um, just... Yeah. And people always point out, they're like, oh, well, there were only three good characters in TOS. And I'm like, they're all good characters in TOS. They just... Three of them got the most screen time. Yeah, yeah, like, Scotty is fine. Like, what's wrong with, with any of them? Nothing. Like, Scotty is funny, and ch- he has this charming witticism about mm. him. And, like, Sulu is, like, sly and charming and funny as hell yeah, in that show. Great. Yeah, Like, Chekhov has this, like, bright-eyed idealism coupled with his, like, bullshit about thinking everything is Russian that was ever made. <laughs> That's like such a comment about Russia, right? Yeah. Like, like Cold War Russia. And Uhura is this fucking gorgeous woman who knows like a million languages, and she's super competent at what she does. And she's also like, she has this flirty funness to her when she's not working. Yeah, she's like a person. Like she's like a real person. But like, what is Harry Kim's personality? He's a nerd. He's angry a lot. I he plays the clarinet, which is like the nerdiest instrument. Tom Paris's personality changes from episode to episode as well. Sometimes he's a freewheeling, without a care, bad boy, and other times he's like a giant, bitchy stick in the mud. That's like mostly what I think of him. I think of him as like just someone's angry dad. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go to your friend's house and his dad comes home and, and you're like, oh, this dude's pissed. Like, should Why we go play so outside? Mad? Yeah, like, should we go? I don't know. That's how is he I feel. mad about we it. played Nintendo for too long? Why is he so yeah. mad? Should we have mowed the lawn or something? <laughs> he just, like, I don't know. Like, I like. Janeway, I like Tuvok, I like Bellana, and I like the Doctor sometimes. Yeah, the Doctor. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. God damn, man! Like, I, if I had to pick, like, like I like Janeway, Tuvok. I'll take seven. Fuck, seven's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's about it. I don't know. Like, not a Bellana fan. Bellana's fine, but Bellana's like, fine. She becomes not so great yeah. when they start pairing her with Paris later on, though. She's like real whiny too. They're like perfect for each other because they're whiners. That's true. It's like you guys are fucking like, you gotta get your shit together. This is like important. You're out of all the people who need their shit together in Starfleet. You guys need to be the ones. Yeah, you're in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. Shit is more important than your you're, personal horseshit. You're shit. fucked. Get over it. Get, fucking deal with this shit, right? Well, we got off topic there a little bit, but thanks for that email, James. <laughs> Hopefully we sort of answered your question. Yeah. Uh, our next question is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Love that Goofus. And uh, it is entitled, I Will Face My Space Self. Oh my god. Ahoy, track boys. It's ya boy, Phantom Thief Goofus. How's it going? <laughs> Everyone's ya boy. Everybody's our boy. <laughs> Every, yeah, we're, we're y'all boys. Does that work? Sure. How's it going, Josh? He asked. Oh, uh, you know, great. <laughs> <laughs> World's doing good. We're all doing great here. I'm still alive. I guess that's good. Things are going pretty well here on the Wings of Rebellion. Taking a bit of a break after the volcano adventure, been getting in a painting alongside ancient archives of a 20th century painter. 
by the name of Bob Ross. <laughs> it's really therapeutic. Highly recommended. That's great. <laughs> I actually, my wife Crystal and I did a painting with Bob Ross, and I'm an artist, a professional artist. Yeah, I remember the. Did you show me the picture? I showed you the. I think I tweeted the paintings, yeah. both of them. I'm a professional artist. She knocked it out the fucking park. Her painting looks great. Sometimes it looks people like Toblerone Mountain. <laughs> That's awesome, though. The mountains look like Toblerones, not like the mountain on a Toblerone. They look like like, like a sideways Toblerone. Like yeah, a, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I I don't know how I fucked it up that bad, but I did. I like how you had to specify that because there's mountains on the top. I didn't think because that's why they're mountains, right? That's like the mountain. Yeah, I didn't think of that when I said it. I wouldn't have. Um, (laughs) Quick question: How would you deal with a doppelganger? What if it was evil? How would you get your buds to tell the real you apart? (laughs) Uh, I think I am the evil doppelganger. You're the the Bosch. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't... Uh, it would suck. Like, I would be, like, annoyed. I'd be like, oh, great. I, One I guess of me you know enough. you're the main character then, don't you? Yeah, if <laughs> I got a doppelganger, then this episode's about me, so that's cool. You're, you're the main character of the show most times, if you get an evil if doppelganger. If you get an evil one, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably just, like, be like, go away. It's like Fry, when Fry goes back in time and he's, like sees himself in that one movie and he's like talking to himself and he's like you idiot he calls himself an idiot and he's, and he's like whatever like that's what it would be like i'd be like pretty you fucking idiot i don't know it's tough like it, it's always going to end up on a rooftop scene where like josh has a gun pointed at me and the other guy right and i'm like no i'm the real jeff kill him yeah i'd have to ask you like a question that only you would know What's the question is the thing, though? Like, what question would I be able to ask you to know for sure that you're the real Josh? Uh, well, I mean, assuming that my, I mean, I don't know, is my love for butts genetic? Who knows, right? I don't know. If he's evil, then he wouldn't love butts. No, all evil people hate butts. That's a fact. (laughs) They like stupid boobs. Like, yeah, oh, great. You like boobs? Wow. Um... (laughs) I don't know. It'd be. It'd have to be like, hey, how you feel about them JJ movies? If they're evil, they'll love them. Yeah. If they're evil, they're stupid, so they'll love them. <laughs> that might be it. That's too easy though. It'd have to. If, it'd have to be like, I don't know. If I met like a a regular doppelganger who's not like evil, he's just like a duplicate. I'd be yeah. like, hey, what's up, dude? You have to like pick a, a different name. That's. <laughs> that's like a thing, right? Like everyone like has like a person that looks like them. I don't know if that's people true. People say I, that, but I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, not like a, identical. People think people look like people who don't look like them. Like, oh yeah, like it makes I me notice, wonder about people's like visual yes. acuity sometimes. That's like why, like I try not to worry about like looks so much because like people don't fucking know what you look like. Some people will be like, "Oh, this person looks like just like this actress," and you're like, "You're fucking crazy!" <laughs> like that person does not look like that other person. Yeah, like, I saw a thing the other day that was like. Uh, why do all actresses in Hollywood look the same? And they posted yeah. three women with brown hair who looked absolutely nothing <laughs> apart, like, at all. Was it uh, Rachel McAdams? And then there's that other one who kind of looks like Rachel McAdams. I don't know. It's There's, like, like the same type of I actor. Thought, like, I thought my eyes were bad, right? Like, yeah. fucking get your eyes fixed. Yeah, I don't know. I probably just would be, like, just, like, move to the West Coast. 
Or I'll move to the west. Like, whatever. I'll just I'll pick a side. You pick a side, right? We'll draw a line down the country. Yeah. Nobody can cross it. That'd work fine. Hopefully the bathroom. Do you know the actual story of like a doppelganger, like what a what the mythological doppelganger does? It's it's German, and they like steal you, right? They like steal your life. Yeah, it's a being that like basically appears out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, and when you turn around to see it, it's gone, and it looks just like you. You you see yourself out of the corner of your eye, and you turn, and it's gone. That's very disturbing. And every time it's near you, the longer it takes you to notice, the more of your soul it takes, it takes from you. Until eventually, you're gone, and it's taking your it's place. Last. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Nobody else notices it either. Is the thing you don't even notice it. You barely do. Yeah. It's too late. Eventually, like you turn around or whatever, and it doesn't move. That time, oh, that's and it when takes you're done. your soul. Oh man, I wonder if that happened to me. I don't. I feel like you'd remember. Well, we all do that, right? Like we all like see shit, right? Yeah. Like everyone's every now and then, like I'll like a reflectional hint off a glint off of something, and I'll like be like, "What the fuck was that?" Right? Like yeah, it all, that it was happens. your doppelganger. All, that's our doppelgangers. It's yeah. they're trying to take your soul. Yeah. Well, good luck. I don't have one, asshole. <laughs> uh, old FTG says, for me personally, if my doppelganger wasn't evil, he's got a place in Cool Crimes Inc. <laughs> Imagine how notorious the name Phantom Thief Goofus would be if I could be in two places at once. You're just a marketing genius, FTG. <laughs> if he was evil, though, well, he would be dealt with. You're like uh, the, the Red Fox or whatever, right? Where there's like a bunch of them. The porn actress? <laughs> no, Red Fox. Not the, I, like the, star, the uh, Skyrim character, right? The thief? Oh. The uh, Silver Fox. Is Silver right? Fox. I don't know. Silver Fox is a sexy old lady. Yeah, what's the... It's something Fox. Isn't Red Fox... Red Fox is a comedian. The comedian? From the yeah. 70s. Um, in regards to the whole don't shoot me, shoot him bit, we here at Cool Crimes Incorporated have a special code phrase that we say to establish ourselves. We came up with this after a job in a changeling research facility. Really interested in your answers. Oh, I know what I, know what I could say to get you to not shoot me. What's that? I would say, yeah, just do it. Then you would know it was me. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, Josh. And then you'd shoot the other one. And the other one would be like, well, wait a second. You shoot me. And I'd be like, oh, God, no. What do I do? No, shoot me, dick. Fuck. Oh, no. I guess I'll just shoot myself. <laughs> just, great. I'll take myself out of this equation. Now who's going to shoot us? Yes. <laughs> I hope you guys can forgive me borrowing some ice cream from your ice cream vault. There is none. Yeah, we ate it all. Or Drac 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 ate ate it all. all. Yeah. Cool Crimes Inc. is having an ice cream social slash recruitment drive. You wouldn't (laughs) believe how effective of an information network space cockney orphans are. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll pay you back. Keep on trekking. Phantom Thief Goofus, captain and founder of Cool Crimes Inc. You can pay us, but, like, it doesn't mean anything. No, we don't have any money in this time period. It's weird to be a thief in this time period, actually. (laughs) You must be stealing just, like, really rare things. We can oh, just only replicate more ice cream. You didn't have to steal it. Yeah, like, it's, like, free. It's just, like, free ice cream. Free ice cream forever. Yeah, it never ends. Our next email is from Spibsy. I know him. It is entitled, Our next email is from Spibsy. Pretty clever. Then Josh says, Spibsy. Well, I didn't, so. You didn't. You fucked it. I guess Spibsy will move, will move on to the next email with a better <laughs> title. 
uh, he begins, It's been a long time. Oh my god. You know I love this song. Getting from the He didn't even type that part. I it's added. been a long road. Picture the scene. Okay. We're in a hastily thrown together, dimly lit room at the bottom of a tower. Okay. Lightning strikes. A wolf howls. <laughs> Suddenly, a noise starts coming through the from the granite tomb in the center of the room. A spider runs for safety. The heavy slab topples to the floor and smashes into pieces. Slowly, a figure rises up. Oh god, it's uh, the mummy. It's me, Spivzy! <laughs> I haven't sent an email in in about eight months because I'm on the Discord all the time and I say all the Trek stuff in my head on there instead of one here. Well, see, that's why you should get the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, for one dollar a month, you could say all the Trek stuff in your head on there instead of on here. And you can send an email and we'll read it, probably. Yeah. But I figured, what the hell, I'll do an email. I'll do the greatest goddamn fucking email anyone has ever sent in. So far, you're getting there. They'll sing songs about this email. They're going to make a fucking holiday based on me. Damn. Because of how good it... Yeah, it's too much pressure. I'll just do some pitch it or ditch it's. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> pitch it or ditch it. Chief O'Brien comes aboard the ship to visit some old friends, which the bridge crew assume is them. They feel really awkward when it turns out he's not there. He's there to meet his engineering buddies. <laughs> Miles completely misses the surprise party they throw him in ten forward, this and he never amazing. gets to see the "We Love You, Chief O'Brien" banner All they right. made specially pitch, for him. Pitch it, pitch that. That's fucking. Actually, that's a really good idea. The bridge crew learn a valuable lesson about friendship and accepting that people move on, but are happy to see Miles join them at Data's clarinet recital. I'm gonna pitch that. That's Don't hilarious. Data plays the clarinet. Nah, I have ditched the clarinet. <laughs> Aww, have poor you ever clarinet. listened to a clarinet? It sucks. No, I sure haven't. It's all like that's uh, <laughs> what it sounds like. It's stupid. It sounded fantasy as fuck just it's then. A licorice stick. That's what they call it. Uh, I hate licorice. Yeah, it's the... disgusting. Pitch it or ditch it, Chief O'Brien unfortunately dies in a tragic explosive comms unit accident, and his ghost gets trapped inside Geordi's visor. He's always it's a dying. race against time to help Chief O'Brien perform 101 good deeds to get into heaven. Could the first deed be helping Data at his marimba recital? Pitch it. <laughs> Anything with Chief O'Brien, I'm going to pitch it's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that. Why is he playing the marimba? He's now? he's got a lot of recitals. I mean, it's true he does have a lot of them. Monk it or dunk it. <laughs> Mr. Monk keeps being mistaken for a famous actor who's filming a new movie in his town. The constant harassment is bringing him down so much that he can't concentrate on solving any crimes. But he feels compelled to carry on when the latest body that turns up is the actor who looks like him. Meanwhile, 400 years in the future, Data prepares for his castanets recital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, patch it. I'm going to monk it. <laughs> castanets. Did you ever watch Monk? I never watched Monk. Monk is a good show. I like I, that show. I like Tony Shalhoub. He's really funny. Tony Shalhoub's great. Yeah. Monk is, like, weirdly unlikable, but also you feel bad for him, so he is likable. He's like neurotic Columbo, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, excuse me, I just have some OCD and I can't eat food, right? That's Monk. Pitch it or ditch it. 
Harry Kim is playing on a spelunking program on the holodeck. Ugh. He's big into spelunking in this one episode. It falls into a bottomless pit. <laughs> the rest of the crew asks, hey, where's Harry Kim for about a day? But then they never look for him. Voyager makes it home 25 years early, just in time for Data's bassoon recital. <laughs> yeah, fetch it. <laughs> I'm fetching all these. That's a full a full range of pitchets. Bassoon, huh? For Spivzy. Oh, Obviously, man. all these episodes take place in between riches. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like... <laughs> episode one and a half. Trek, Trekkie, Trek, 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 you Trek Trekkers. Super Commander Spivzy of the Mega Enterprise. Super Commander. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it ranks all of us. Glad he's on our side. Uh, thanks for that email, Spivzy. Hopefully you, hopefully you enjoy that full range of pitchets from your Trek Boy Overlord. That's a three for three. A Our next trick. email is from Yakub. Yakub. And it is entitled, This is my dog. <laughs> is this a picture of his dog? There is no photo of a dog. What the fuck, man? You can't do that. You can't just say, here's my dog, and then not show me a dog. Don't worry, he doesn't bite. Unless you like Discovery, that is. I call him Pennington. No relation. It's <laughs> a good name. It would be funny if someone named their dog after you. Did you know that there's a character in uh, Paper Mario named Pennington? And he's he a, a pen? detective penguin? Damn, that's fucking crazy, because you like detectives. I love detectives and also find penguins adorable. Do you like penguins? I never really like penguins. The cartoon penguins are a lot cuter than real penguins. Yeah, the, the penguin from Adventure Time is cute. Yeah. The wife Winter. and I recently watched The Enemy Within. We loved the unicorn dog, and she was sad to see it die for science. Oh, only half of it died. <laughs> no, it died when they tried to put it back together. Oh, right, it did die. I mentioned that there's many more dogs in Trek. <laughs> Like the puppies that Picard doesn't play with in TNG, or Archer's puppies. Beagle in Enterprise. There's also the puppies that the Amanda Q conjures in her Oh, room. yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, go away. <laughs> she asked when Enterprise take play, takes place, and upon learning it's the 22nd century, 21. she was puzzled about how did the captain get a 20th century beagle. Her point was that dog breeds changed so much in the last hundred years, i.e. since 1900s, mm -hmm. that a beagle as we know it might not exist or may look totally different in 2151. Maybe. Where do you think Archer got his 20th century beagle? I think they still have beagles. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, I think there's like there's a standard now for breeding dogs to yeah. a certain degree that didn't exist in 1900. Yeah, like there's like, still like beagles. Like they're still making beagles. The, well, like in 1900, I, like the Westminster Kennel didn't exist right. at that point. It like, was just a free for all, right? There's like, like there whatever. are there are breeding standards for what a full bred beagle is that are definitely going to exist throughout the 22nd. Yeah, century. they're going to know that still. Do you think that if given the ability to do whatever you want, there aren't going to be like millions of people training dogs for a living? <laughs> <laughs> That's like all that people do is yeah. dog walk and stuff. Train dogs, do Westminster kennel shit. Like beagle <laughs> standards are gonna exist in the that 22nd shit's century. That shit boring as fuck. Like I wouldn't do that shit, but like I don't know, man. I got better stuff to do than like 
tell a dog to behave. Like, I don't I care. I love doggies. I would just play with them. Yeah, I, I love dogs, but I don't want to, like, tell a dog how to be a dog. You know, that's uh, like, I feel like that's a dog's shit. business, dude. Yeah, dogs can just be themselves. I'm cool with it. Uh, there clearly wasn't a big conservationist push on Earth since the whales are gone. I guess it might be a clone in some Jurassic Bark situation. <laughs> Don't uh, whales died because the planet got fucked over during all the wars and shit. Yeah, like, Third World beagles War. Beagles aren't going to be affected by that shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess like there was just some beagles that survived. I mean, there's a limited nuclear war, so like I guess like we were kind of okay. I, mean, I, th- I, I don't agree with, I'm sure you're super intelligent and lovely wife on this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't agree either. I'm sorry, too. Sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Yakub. Yakub. <laughs> I just think that there's just going to be people. <laughs> They're just going to yeah. be there. Yours canine, Yakub, <laughs> of the USS humping your leg. <laughs> Thanks for that email, Yakub. That's a ship full of the dog people. They just sent Our next out. email <laughs> is from a dog. What? I wish. No. Our next email is from something better than a dog. It's Fedco. Oh. Hi, Fedco. Who entitles his email, Transmission to Satellite M. This is another Vulcan, I'm I'm thinking. I only got the one Vulcan voice, so. (laughs) That's kind of how they are, too. You know? Racist. You spacist. You know how they all talk like a Trek bigot. (laughs) You ever notice how Vulcans be like, Hey, what's going on, fellow people? And people be like, What's up, dude? Oh my god. Like bad 90s comedy. Ensign Henderson. Trek Boys. Unlike the previous transmissions that this address has received from myself, this message is not a petition for the renaming of an obscure creature. Indeed, it is not even another indiscriminate mailing list seeking transmission, but one that was crafted and directed at the denizens of Satellite M themselves. Okay. It has been some time since I began awaiting assignment to a vessel. Time enough for myself to begin doubting the logic of the situation. However, upon inquiring on the status of the assignment process, I have been consistently met with either silence or deflection. Hmm. After the 86th iteration of this pattern, I deem the need for information to necessitate an auditory observation of conversation that was not intended to include myself that took place shortly after my 87th inquiry. Hmm. He's going to he's gonna spy on them while they're talking about him. I got it. While due to suboptimal listening conditions, I was unable to perceive the conversation with satisfactory accuracy. With those term- ears? Oh. Oh, my God. Trek bigotry on this episode of M-Class. I'm just being like my hero, Bones. (laughs) Uh, I was unable to perceive the conversation with satisfactory accuracy. The term satellite M was unmistakably heard several times. Consistently spoken in a derisive manner. Those dicks. (laughs) Satellite M rules. Fuck you and your stupid mother, assholes. Satellite M High School Football Rules. Yeah, the fighting M's. As such, I am led to believe that there is some sort of association between my unusually delayed assignment and your remarkable current assignment. Wow. As such, I believe it would be in my personal interest to learn more about your situation. Documentation in your situation has proven scarce, if not elusive. 
And so, it is after explaining the situation to you that I request you to provide whatever information that you see fit to part with, as I would imagine that you now find the choice to do so highly logical. This is like the most Vulcan-ass way of asking somebody what they do for a living. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Science Officer Fedco, currently awaiting assignment to a vessel. Well, Fedco, I study dicks. Satellite M uh, is like a trash can where the Federation puts its trash. Yeah. We're I garbage. Mean, it's like our home, though. <laughs> it's, it's a home away from home and that I haven't seen my loved ones in like two years. We replicated some of those fun doorway beads, so we got that going on. But it's kind of annoying because like the doors are all the sideway opening store, you know, the op- you know so Star Trek every- doors. Every time they open, all the beads get jostled around and shit. Yeah. It's, it's like a marimba recital over at Data's. <laughs> Fucking noisy as hell, dude. Uh, I ended up on Satellite M when uh, I was put in charge of the Replimat on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And I burned Deep Space Nine down. That's right. I forgot about that. I just... Uh I put, I just wanted to be here because I don't. There's like nobody here. <laughs> this is great. You chose to be here, did you? Yeah, I was like, send me to like wherever, and they were like, do you like people? And I was like, fuck no. They were like, send me to. You were like, send me to wherever, and they were like, uh, what, what's your position again? And you were like, wiener scientist, and they just yeah. stamped the big satellite M on that. It's shit. like the Antarctica of <laughs> Federation. You get sent to Siberia when yeah. you fuck up on Earth. You get sent to Satellite M when you fuck up in space. Yeah, in space, nobody can hear you fuck up. Uh, ostensibly, <laughs> we're supposed to be studying the dune buggy planet below mm, us. Yeah. Uh, I guess technically we're studying how rad those fucking dune buggies are. I mean, they're fucking cool. Some of them have, like, guns on them, which is yeah, super like, cool. Like Earth Gatling guns? <laughs> like a minigun? It's really strange. <laughs> like, where did they get the idea for a repeating gun that looks exactly like a minigun? I, I guess I was put on Satellite M because Josh is doing his wiener experiments, and they needed someone to make sure his findings were kept safe. Yeah, it's very important. I'm doing very important research. He mostly just keeps measuring my wiener and giggling, no matter how much bigger he makes it with replication technology. I mean, I've been, like, giving you drugs that you didn't know about. It's a double-blind experiment. Double-blind meaning is, is I don't know... Is that why I'm blind? Double-blind <laughs> meaning that I don't know what I'm giving you, and you don't know what I'm giving you. <laughs> so, I don't Really, know. I've been working on my own scientific experiment here. What are you working on? We've all heard of the replicator. Yeah. I'm making this new this new and exciting technology where I reverse the powers of the replicator to make things disappear. A de-replicator? It's called a de-replicator. <laughs> I mean... I've talked about the de-replicator on this show before. I know, but, like, can't you just, like, just do that anyway? Like, with a transporter? <laughs> can't you just, like, do that? Uh, I don't make fun of your little dick problems. <laughs> Man, I'm carrying, like... Space impotence, dude. Space impotence. I have, like, the patents for, like, Viagra on 12 different systems. It's too bad you don't make any money on that since money doesn't exist. Yeah, well, it's all about just, you know, the joy of giving somebody a boner. (laughs) (laughs) I know that joy. (laughs) 
Actually, there hasn't been a good time to talk about this before, but we're not even in charge of Satellite M. There's a computer core yeah. that's up on the bridge that actually runs the whole place. We just hang yeah. out in like the fucking dregs of the ship. Dad won't give strangers. us the keys, so we gotta listen to the computer. <laughs> it's the captain, technically. <sighs> yeah. It's like the we're captain. both ensigns, so. It's like the captain or the computer from Wally. Yeah, it's Captain Computer. No, Wally, don't. It talks like all robotic. <laughs> uh, it's a dick. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's this is the lore of M class email. Everybody, write it down and put it on your wiki. Yep, put it up. This how it goes. Dereplicators, Viagra. <laughs> Thanks for that email. That was very handy for helping us explain to newer listeners about all the dumb shit we've talked we about should, previously. We should just like save that email and just bring it back every like ten episodes. <laughs> oh look, another one from Fedco. He wants to know about our history again. All right. Our next email is from Kamikaze Gnome. Okay, all right. And it is entitled, Have a Nagilum. <laughs> I get it. Um, hello, M-Class peoples. Hi. I was looking for something to fill an empty podcast void in my brain. This one. Apparently the space was to be filled with awesome Star Trek-related goodness. Woo! After discovering this podcast, it seemed to be destined that catching up on Star Trek was on the agenda. I started on season two, looking forward to seeing the Nagilum after you guys had mentioned it, and oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a possibility of a space face collection or all-powerful <laughs> entity collection in the future? <laughs> there, sh- there should definitely be an all-powerful entity that collection. That would be great. That's Although there one. already is one. It's called TOS. Yeah, every bad guy in TOS, right? There's so many of them. I have faint memories of TNG reruns when I was little, as well as a little bit of DS9 and Voyager. Josh, me and my brother followed most of the stuff you were in since fantasy fiction and continue. Ooh. Jeff, I found you out through OGOC. What? We'll continue to listen to you guys due to the constant quality output of your podcast and other related stuff. Thank Time you. to continue with season three. Trek boys! It gets so much better. I'm glad you it stuck does. with it. If we did the f- all-powerful being collection, we could do the Quetzalcoatl episode <laughs> of <laughs> the animated favorite. series. We should. Maybe that'll be the next collection. Let me jot that down. There's also the sports collection, which is so good. The sports collection is great, The sports too. collection is really fucking good. All-powerful entity I'm trying to think of any Enterprise episodes with sports. He likes water polo, but they don't really like play water polo. Sports collection. We're dancing right. around the big ones too. Like, t- like s- we'll have to like divide the time travel ones somehow. Oh yeah, there's time so travel is gonna be a part them. one, part two, part three. Yeah, type of there's thing. T- there's so fucking many of them. We'll do those separately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you you found me through OGOC. I didn't know it was popular enough to garner its own audience at this point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's popular enough to garner its own audience. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, its own audience. Do you like um, her? I'm not a big fan of hers. Yeah, she's from West Virginia. I did not know that. Not that she that is. affects my opinion of her. Um, I don't think she's a very good actress. No, I don't just I don't like that she plays like the same like kind of weirdy lady all the time. She's always sort of like oh 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 you know she's like not like interesting to me. Mm. 
I don't know what that means. But oh, okay. I'm just like so. It's me, Jennifer <laughs> Garner. That's like her fucking her whole acting career is her like walking on eggshells the whole time. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not really that into her as an actress. No, I don't think she's very good. She was an um, alias. <laughs> OGOC is uh, technically short for the podcast original characters. Original that characters. I do with Kevin Cole. Original characters. It's called original original characters. Oh, that's right. Um, which I think I should probably update the logo for that to make it actually original, original characters. Because I find that hilarious. No, it's super funny. Like, it's really fucking funny. Um, it's like the sort of, like, yeah, original so po- character do not steal, right? Like, it's very... Yeah, yeah. it's the original, original, original characters. Original, original. We, uh, me and Kevin Cole sit down with a franchise and come up with the worst possible original characters for it. I've been on this show twice, um... You guys were on the fantasy fiction special we did. And then Longmire. Longmire, which we did specifically so we could finally do the uh, Red Pony. Yeah. The Samurai. Whatever the fuck it was. The fucking Samurai story we wanted to do. Yeah, we basically just wanted to make up a terrible (laughs) Walt versus Ninjas (laughs) story for Longmire. It was cool as fuck. Check out original characters. It's good. I promise. <laughs> it's got a different vibe to this one because it's like uh, I always describe my podcasting as a double act, like mm-hmm. yeah. a vaudevillian double act. Straight man, goofy where man. I'm the straight man on this one, and Josh is the funny guy. Yeah. And on that one, Kevin's the straight man, and I'm the funny guy. Yeah. We switch. Plus the characters are also. Hitter. Man, you guys get so many emails that are just crazy. Like, yeah, they go crazy. off the fucking rails. Like, it just does something to people. Like, if you tell somebody, like, hey, like, Fantasy Fiction kind of did this too, where, like, people would, like, and they did it for the OGOC episode. You give somebody, like, carte blanche to, like, make a character, and they'd go off the damn rails. Like, oh, yeah. It's, like, it's opening floodgates yeah. in creativity that, like, a lot of people don't get to use. It's, like, it's like uh, the movie Crank, but with, like, creativity. Like, like it just, like, <laughs> it's, like, adrenaline in their brain, and they're just, like... Damn. <laughs> like, Can it's I just, use like, that as a poll quote for the podcast? It's, like, Crank, but for creativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could use it. Quote me on it. That's perfect. It's, I'm like... Not- they can't handle that. it. Like, it's, like, too much, man. Thanks for that email, Kamikaze Gnome. <laughs> That's a family name. Our next email is from David S. David. And it is entitled, To Geff and Gosh, Unless Beff and Bosh Won the Fight. Oh, uh, because we're the bad ones, or... I don't know. Oh, I think we're the good ones. Are we the good ones or the bad ones? I don't know. Let's, I don't know. I'm I'm told to use the accent of a Dallas oil tycoon. I don't know. I guess I've got the standard one for that one. What's that? Like, how do they attract bigoted Yankees? <laughs> God. Yeah. Ha-ha, I'd slap you too hard on the back if I was there, but y'all know how it is with the vastness of space and all. <laughs> yeah. These doppelganger episodes got me curious about how y'all might behave in similar situations. <laughs> Uh, if y'all was split up into Bosh slash Gosh and Biff slash Giff, do you think your pots would manage to get smooshed back together somehow? <laughs> Girk was closest to Kirk, but which half do you think is closest to the original Trek boys? 
So do you think you're a if you split into Bosch and Gosh? Yeah. Who do you think is closer to the real Josh, Bosch or Gosh? I mean, I think the point of that episode was that it was like split and evenly, right? Like, I don't know if like some of them, like my more good qualities, I think are enhanced by some of my more like what people would consider not bad qualities, but like not so normal of quality. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, I guess it's like this question boils down to like. When people saw Girk, yeah. they were like, hey, it's Captain Kirk. Right. And when people saw Burke, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with Kirk right now? Yeah, no, because Burke like, is like which a one of the w- Which one of the Bosch or Gosh would people be like, oh, it's just Josh. I don't think they while. would know, because I don't think people really know who I am. I really believe that. I don't think people get who I really am. <laughs> and Not I make it that way me. a lot of times. Not even me. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> No, you know what I mean? Um, like, I think people think of me as, like, a certain way, but, like, that's not true. Right? It's true. I think that's, like, when you're presenting yourself through the, like, lens yeah. of, like, an entertainment program. Like, I'm playing, like, a character. You're, you're, in, you're like, enhancing a certain part of your personality right. to create a character. Right. I'm much like, more, like, uh, ins- I'm much more, like, smart than people. <laughs> that sounded really smart. I'm much more yeah, intelligent. Yeah, that wasn't the best way to I'm say I'm much that. more, like, <laughs> super good at smarts uh, than I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, I think I'm smarter than I play, like, for sure. But I don't know. I Maybe don't know. I'm- I feel like it's, like, it depends on what somebody is expecting of me from a right. certain situation. Like, if I was watching a shitty movie... Right. And I was like, oh, man, they tried really hard. People would be like, what the fuck is wrong with Jeff right now? <laughs> but if I was watching a shitty movie and I was like, ah, I can't believe they fucked that up that bad. Yeah, people would be like, that's dumb. Jeff. Yeah, like there's a certain way, right? Yeah, I guess but Gert, like, Gert, if I Gaff was walking down the street and an yeah. old lady dropped her fucking, like, bag of groceries and I was like, and walked past, people would be like, what the fuck, Jeff? Yeah. But if I, I bent over and held, they'd be like, ah, it's Jeff. Yeah, I, I'm a I don't, good guy, everybody. I don't Fuck know. You. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I think. I mean, I would help the lady, <laughs> but would people the think jo- that I would help the lady? That's the real trick, right? Yeah. Like, I guess how the would joke they answer is that Josh is a Bosch and I'm a Geff. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine the joke with answer that. is that we're each other's Bosch and Geff. That's the real. That's the real <laughs> trick here. <laughs> They don't I find know. that we're much more transporter clones than we are split evil and good. Yeah, I'm more of a Tom, I guess. I Although, know. like, Kevin is like a split between... Like, one of us split into Kevin and ourselves, and I'm like, if it's me and Kevin, I'm the bad Kevin, Yeah, he's the good Jeff. No, Kevin is like... <laughs> you take our, all of our me and you's best qualities and you put it into a person, and that's Kevin. Yeah. It's sickening, really, how good he is. The way I explained it, the original version of us split in two, and the bad half was what we transporter cloned out of, and the good half became Kevin. Holy fuck. It's confusing. <laughs> so hard. It's a family with. tree. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a very, it's like a Rich Masters is doing this. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of finally? What kind of person do you think might emerge if a past copy of you experienced a life-changing event differently, 
or didn't experience it at all. Hmm. That's like a fucking super existential question. question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he like, I don't know, his, man. Like, that's like it, crazy. He continues in his weird accent. <laughs> like, what would have happened if my peephole didn't take me hollow turkey hunting, but instead took me hollow deer hunting? <laughs> what? What if my dear old great 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 granny Nagilam, rest her soul, didn't die in that freak MAGA hat factory accident? <laughs> Would Civil War Two, this time it's personal, even have happened? If it didn't, would Peepaw even have had that rickety old MAGA rifle where the end of the barrel looked like an old president's head with his mouth wide open? And that's where the bullets came out? What the fuck? Would he have even would he even have totally fucked up that hollow sweep by firing a real gun in there? Like she get like first lead. Or Brandon Lee, sorry. The idea of a gun that has Trump's head on it with its mouth open oh, that shoots bullets out is so fucking funny. I'm like, I'm like ready to see that. Like, I'm not ready to see it, but like, it will happen now. Like, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like some butterfly effect shit, dude. I don't fucking know. That's like, there's like math involved that, like, who even goddamn knows, man, right? Like, there, there's a universe cause and where effect. Josh and I never met. Yeah. And we are both rival space pirates. <laughs> yes. This is uh, true. We've become horrible monster human beings because we never met. Yeah. And now we rob people in space for their money and their lives. And we probably not kill together. them with Trump guns. But not together. That's the sad part. That's the real sad part. <laughs> There's a fucking universe where Jeff and I are flying around in laser Lamborghinis. Fuck, and we're making we're out with each other. Timeline. What? This is the worst timeline ever. <laughs> Sorry, I just sneezed. Yeah, no, this timeline blows. We have laser Lamborghinis? One of us has it in some timeline. There's a timeline where one of us has it, and there's a timeline where both of us have it. Well, I know what I'm programming into the holodeck tonight. <laughs> a makeout... In a laser Lamborghini set? Laser Lamborghini fuck fest. <laughs> Sounds like a 60s movie. <laughs> laser Lamborghini beach fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm wearing like I, a, I reckon I could probably outsmart a copy of myself who <laughs> never realized that most of my ancestors were a few dicks short of a Klingon. <laughs> Anyhow, I gotta get back to shucking this replicated corn, <laughs> else sweet Molly Mae Margaret will mark my hide something fierce. I hope this guy comes back. Y'all take care now. Signed, David S., Chief Ranch Hand <laughs> on the USS... <laughs> Yo, uh, I, I was love instructed that perfectly in this email to do that, by the way. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. It's hilarious. It's so good. He was this. The thing is, David has for certain taken this voice from a voice I did on original characters. He knew exactly what he to could, type into this email. You could do it. You knew you to could make do me it. do this voice. That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough question. Like, yeah. a life-changing event. I can't think of anything like 
when I, I met think my he wife. Wants to, yeah, I think he wants us to like say some personal shit or something. Like not the like he's like looking for that, but I think like yeah. But like I don't know. Like I mean, it could literally be anything. Like it could. I mean, like that's how crazy the universe is, right? Like, I mean, fuck, dude. Like I wouldn't even be me if that one sperm didn't like fertilize that one egg, right? Like, what are the fucking yeah. chances? Like, what if in a different universe you just forgot to breathe? <laughs> I mean, that would that would suck. Like but, you just forgot how, and you were like, "Oh shit, I'm dead." Like that would be a different life changing experience. Yeah, for for sure. What if you were like hanging out with your buds one day, and your pee pee just fell off? I mean, hypothetically, that would be a life changing event, right? You have to like explain why your dick fell off. It just rolls out of your pant leg, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Like a and you're duty. like, oh, it no. It just rolls out, but it's a dick, but it's like a duty rolling out of your shorts. Oh, no, my peep. My peep fell off. And they're like, well, it'll grow back. There's a universe where dicks grow back. <laughs> you shed your dick every so yeah, often. Yeah, it's like it a snake. Bigger. It just, like, sheds its dick skin. <laughs> oh, God. Thing, man. I didn't make That's the rules. That's horrifying. Thanks for that email, David S., that created that shit. <laughs> Hope you enjoy your time on the USS. Uh, our next email mm-hmm. is uh, from Rado. Rado. Rado, and it's entitled Rado's Rando Questio Questions. <laughs> this is like a, like a Rado's Rando Questions number zero 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 one. This is like a Rick and Morty bit at this point. <laughs> Hi, M-Class boys. I love the ambient spaceship noise I assume Josh puts in the email episodes. Uh, yeah. I do that. What? No, it's just my house. No. It's probably just our house. In the new Picard series, figured out how to build ridiculous G Gundam like robots and introduced them into Starfleet. How awesome will the future of Star Trek be? Mm. I could see Worf wielding a giant a sick giant double-ended blade for his machine and would have cool Klingon forehead ridges on its Gundam-like forehead <laughs> antenna. Or Data transferring his consciousness into Gundam that's just fully functional <laughs> so he could possibly bang other Gundams? <laughs> I mean, this guy really likes Gundam. Uh, G Gundam is the only Gundam series I've ever really loved. I only because watched it's- Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing is good. I like Gundam Wing, but G Gundam is like the world got tired of wars. Everybody yeah. was like, "We're tired of wars, so now we're gonna solve all war by having every couple years there's a giant robot fight. Everybody That's on Earth, robot every country jocks. on Earth makes a Gundam. That's the plot to the movie Robot Jocks. I don't know what came first. I think Gundam might, might have been. First. They all, uh, every country has a horrible stereotype Gundam. Of course. That is based on that country. Like, Mexico's Gundam is called the Tequila Gundam. Ah. <laughs> and, like, yes. America's Gundam is the Gundam Maxter, and it has a football helmet and football shoulder pads. Why wouldn't it be the Gun Gundam? Why wouldn't it just be and a Gundam? The best thing about the Gundam Maxter, though, is that it take its shoulder pads off, and it becomes boxing gloves, and it becomes a giant boxer Gundam. Well, those are the two things we love, football and boxing. It's true. And the guy who pilots it is, like, the most American man who ever lived. His name is Chibity Crockett. 
That sounds like a, he's from uh, the Bronx. He is. <laughs> I bet. I know. I knew he was. Every fucking thing is the Bronx. Everything's. Hey, it's yeah. me from New York. It's that guy. It's me from Brooklyn. Yeah, from right. Brooklyn. Um, I think he is from Brooklyn, actually. The most but, American uh, place there is, Brooklyn. As much as I love G Gundam, I don't particularly want it in Star Trek. <laughs> no, I don't really even... I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I'm not even really into Gundam that much. <laughs> I don't even care about Gundam. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's you like don't have to love everything. Mazinger Z. I watched that. Mazinger Z. Is that Really? Out of all the ones, that's the one you want? My cousin loves it. Mazinger Z is good. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, my cousin was obsessed with the booby girl when we were little. I like... Uh, Getter Robo, which starts out as one of those like hot-blooded giant robot series, like oh we're gonna fucking kill yeah. the aliens or whatever. But then it turns out the energy that runs the robots is actually obliterating the fucking planet. Like it's hyper speeding up global warming, and every it's like super radioactive. Oh wow! And like the heroes become like outlaws because they're still using it to fight the aliens, and one of them goes to fucking prison for murder. Like, here's the thing about all these shows: they're fucking so convoluted. It's like, oh yeah, insane. Oh yeah, like they it's like, they go out of like, their way to make this shit complicated. <laughs> like, it's anime loves information. Yes, they they love backstory, like a lot of backstory, yeah. a lot of character information, a lot of characters, a lot of like, yep world building they'll take a break from the plot to go on a tangent for two seasons like it's crazy yeah it's uh tolkien syndrome lord of the rings yeah, syndrome. Too much. let's talk about that grass for a couple pages yeah or like uh fucking game of thrones he's talking about food yeah just fucking i fucking food. love lord of the rings though so i'll tell you i'll i won't i'll watch the shit out of it every time it's on tbs um Two, if you guys could make a copy claimed Star Trek AMV or music video on YouTube, what song would it be and which scenes slash themes would you edit to? <laughs> if I could make a, a Star Trek anime music video? Uh, some 41. Um... <laughs> it's got to be Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, right? By Drowning Pool. And it's just Star Trek Nemesis clips the whole time. It's a Drowning Pool, yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, fucking. I'd do it to this episode with Tom and Will, and it would be my friends over you. Oh, fucking great <laughs> new Van Glory song, great song. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. What about what about a uh, uh, Alien Ant Farm movies? And it's all the scenes from Enterprise when they watch a movie. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Shit, I would do. Uh, semi-charmed kind of life <laughs> with all the scenes that have to do with the 90s from Voyager. <laughs> it's just that episode when they go back and Sarah Silverman is in it. Yeah, and like all the fucking shit that uh, Tom Paris does that's 90s related is yeah. clips in it. That song is like... The song's about drugs. Dude, that song is so 90s. It's like pure it 90s. Is. It's the 90s of song. Fucking like 1997. Like, 90s were in like full force at that point. Oh, yeah. There was no what's doubt. Your, what's your Star Trek AMV, Josh? Oh, fuck, man. It's just so hard. Uh, I mean... I, I mean, I would just do the... I would just take one of the Dragon Ball ones. 
<laughs> and I wouldn't even like I would just like split screen it. Like I wouldn't even cut out the Dragon Ball parts. And I would just put in whatever, all the cool Star Trek stuff of dudes exploding. Dude, you know what would be great? To do like a reverse AMV, uh-huh. where instead of Japanese anime with like American music over it, you do Star Trek and then you put Japanese anime music over it. <laughs> it's just intro so music. So you just do like... All the fucking crazy fucking... Yeah, you do like the fucking intro to like Cardcaptor Sakura, <laughs> and then you just put it over Star Trek. Oh, shit. Man, this is like a thought experiment. This is crazy. <laughs> no one's ever been that crazy, Jeff. I hope to one day see... That's another Spibsy assignment right there. Don't do it. Don't, I don't want to have to watch eight of these. <laughs> I don't want to be like on my sixth one and Dude, be like, oh my I want- god. I want M-Class Podcast to be responsible for Star Trek AMVs happening. That's what I want. We would be responsible for the rebirth, the renaissance of AMVs. They're not around they never anymore. Went away. They never went away, Josh. They're still there. Nah, now it's just like dumb shit. Like people no, p- photo... People do AMVs for like My Hero Academia and shit all the time. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. What about porn AMVs? Oh, yeah. Those are big. still around. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to get that wrist to crank, and it's still around. They never go away. What about the uh, Fap Hero? Did you ever play Fap Hero? No, I sure haven't. It's like Guitar Hero, but you jerk off to it. How do you like know you're getting the beats from There's right? a meter. But it doesn't like measure your dick bounce. No, you just... It, the, the reward is you're jerking off. I mean, that's the game. Well, yeah, you're already getting what you want out of it. <laughs> I mean, some of it, it's like so crazy, though. Like, some of them are like really long, and it's like, I mean, I can't jerk off for like two hours. <laughs> Get chafed over here. I gotta take a break and drink some Powerade. <laughs> uh, thanks for that email, Rado. We appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, our next email is, of course, from Jack Carpenter. Oh, Jackie, baby. <laughs> Jackie, baby. Come on in, sit on my face. Oh, Jesus. It's entitled, HEY! <laughs> it's all caps, so I assume I'm That's supposed to yell That's his football it. yell. HEY! Trek bros. Trekky bro bros. <laughs> what up? It's your boy. Everyone, it's another your boy. Everyone's our boy. Jack is our boy. They're all our boy. Yeah. Uh, I've got some thoughts regarding a show you may have heard of by the name of Star Trek. Hmm. Is that... My first... Is that what we do here? Uh, ostensibly, but really? I don't know. Yeah, who's to say what we're really doing? Uh, my first thought is more of a statement. <laughs> the episode Defiant, which I believe you're on now... Nope. Uh, <laughs> Is pretty okay. That's all. Anyway. (laughs) My main question is this. Would you rather Star Trek had stopped completely after Enterprise, thus making all the recent bullshit never happen, or would you rather it stay as is bullshit included? You can frame this in another way, too. Has the the shitty recent Star Trek done anything good for Trek worth sparing them being wiped from existence? Maybe. Uh... Maybe. I'm gonna say yes. Y- yeah, go, you go, you go ahead. I'm gonna say yes because there's like a legion of people who got into classic Trek because of the new shit. Yeah. Like people s- send us emails all the time where they're like, "The only thing I'd seen from Star Trek was the movies," and man, they suck dick compared to these shows I'm watching now. Yeah, that's good. Like I didn't even think about that. So yeah, there's that. I, I was gonna say like, 
I think in the long run, at some point, like when Fuckface and all his dumbass crew are done ruining Star Trek for their own sick personal ego agenda, I think mm-hmm. somebody will go and be like, oh, okay, we have to make a good Star Trek. At, at some point. Oh, like, yeah. There has well, there's to be. no chance for Star Trek to get good again if it's not happening. Right. And I don't know, I mean, who's to say, right? Like, who knows, like, had they not ruined Star Trek with the movies and all these dumbass, like, Discovery, who knows? Like, maybe right now we'd have a good Star Trek. I don't know. I can't, I don't know. But I think once, like, Abrams and Lindelof and Kurtzman are all done jerking off on the on what they think Star Trek should be, I think somebody who's, like, a... Uh, gonna find it like maybe not even somebody already like somebody like younger than us might find star trek and be like where's this and they'll make yeah. it like the chance that that could happen only exists because there's a window open still right like it's i think if it had ended at enterprise it would be one of those things that's like really fondly remembered like a Battlestar galactica right but isn't gonna get brought back I mean, Paramount's, they're pretty dumb. Like, they're dummies, because they're a corporation, and corporations are stupid. Yes. But they're not so dumb that they don't realize that they can still do this, right? Like, they're smart enough to know, like, they can still make money off of this shit. So, that's good, I guess, that they still think that. I don't know. It's like a big-name franchise. It's, It's very much like when Star Wars made it big... And 2001 A Space Odyssey made it big, mm. and the company suddenly realized that, oh, what do we got that's space? Uh, we got the Star Trek. Thing. Right, they like brought it back. We'll bring back Star Trek. Right, and it just and happened to be good, eventually, but it wasn't good right away. I think that's very much what like the new Star Trek stuff was. Like, oh, like ma- the Mass Effect video game series sold like 800 bajillion copies. Right. Like, we got these new space stories. Star Wars came back. Like, what do we got? Right. Star Trek. We got Star Trek. J.J. Abrams wants to make a commercial for Disney so he can make Star Wars. So let's let him do it. Yeah, I think it's done something good for Trek uh, by accident. It's like 100% accidentally. Yeah. Failing upwards. I don't... (laughs) I just think... I think, like... In comparison, uh, somebody is like, like it's like you've got to be an idiot, right? Like you've got to be like never have seen anything, like you have no reference to like taste to to not see that like the new movies are shit compared to the mm-hmm. old movies. Even to, compared to like even the worst old movies, like fucking five, right? Yeah, I'd rather watch five than any of yeah, the movies, like even I three think. and five, which are like not great, like. Five has its moments, like, that's where the row, row, row your boat camping right. scene is. Right. That's a cute little scene. That's very much, like, there are very few moments in Star Trek canon where we see the real, honest friendship yeah. between Kirk Bones and Spock shine through, and that scene is definitely one yeah. of them. And the plot's, like, not entirely stupid. No, it could be dumber. It, could, it, it definitely could be dumber, because they did dumber ones. Yeah, like it's true. Fucking into darkness is incoherent. It's in fucking coherent. I don't really know what the plot of that movie. No is. one does. <laughs> they don't know what the plot of the movie is. Who knows? I know that there's Khan. Khan's on it. They fly around a bunch of places for no reason, and then they come back to Earth in the end. Hey, you could have just stayed here. <laughs> 
Uh, Jack finishes out by saying thanks as always and all the best for my current location, my current travel location, Atlanta, home of big butts and peach emojis. Yeah. Commander Jack Carpenter of the USS Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P.S. Josh, I'm in a keeper PPR league and Nog, Porthos, and Molly O'Brien are available in waivers. <laughs> Who should I sign? Thanks, I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> it's Nog, duh. Oh damn! You gave it to him on the air. It's ruined. Molly O'Brien, not not good in the clutch. She gets lost in that weird dimension for a while. Uh, thanks for that email, Jack. We appreciate it. <laughs> Our next email is from Crystal. Who's Crystal? Uh, my wife, Crystal. <laughs> what? She, I thought it was uh, some t- stripper. Oh, <laughs> her. Uh, her email is entitled Checking My Emails. <laughs> okay. And it begins Trek Boys, especially you, Jeff. <laughs> I own seven different translations of Beowulf. I took a graduate level class about Beowulf. I taught Beowulf for several years. Damn. I was in the next room when you were talking about Beowulf, Jeff. You could have said something. Damn. But no. I had to listen to you two butcher one of my favorite stories, the great English epic, while I'm driving alone without anyone to hear me shouting angrily at the car speakers. (laughs) You know, like a totally sane English teacher. (laughs) What did we get wrong? I know I said that it was like, he was like the brother or something. Yeah. Uh, Old English. It's written in Old English. No one had better call it Anglo-Saxon, Jeffrey. Okay. Fuck you, Crystal. You can hear me in the next room, too. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I think you were actually referring to Gilgamesh. Oh. Like the brother thing. Maybe I was confusing Gilgamesh. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. They're both old as shit. Fuck it. I mean, Gilgamesh is, like, super fucking old. Old English as fuck. Uh, I think that's Anglo-Saxon, actually. (laughs) Uh... Thanks for listening to Jeff read my rant. It's a heavily edited version of the one I had myself in the car. (laughs) The original version involved a lecture on the conventions of epic poetry, Old English, and homoeroticism in Sumerian literature. Hmm. Until next time you anger me with inaccurate literary discussions, Crystal, Jeff's wife. If this was an email from anyone else, this would be a very mean email, but I know she's just joking. (laughs) Yeah, we probably wouldn't have have read it if it was... Not from someone you love. I'd be like, telling me I'm wrong. Delete. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that Crystal was like, like studied that. That's She's cool. like a Beowulf scholar. Without how much she knows about Beowulf, I I admit I'm don't I know very little about Beowulf. G- Gilgamesh is a different beast, right? Where like, yeah, Gilgamesh is considered the first homoerotic story in history. It's like considered the first story in history. <laughs> like, uh, there's like a, a Chinese story that like predates oh, it yeah, by like yeah. a lot, but like. Uh, the story is about Gilgamesh, who's like a shitty king. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates him because he's real shitty, but he's like super strong, they so nobody friend. can stop him. And so the gods send the wild man, Enkidu. Yeah, Enkidu. Who, uh, they become like best friends. They and, tussle. Like, they roll around a yeah, lot. To the point where Gilgamesh is like, I loved him as I love a woman. Yeah, that means that he fucked him. Yeah, and there are people who were like, nah, they were just good friends. Yeah, they were good friends with their pee-pees yeah, in each other's butts. You can be good friends with your pee-pee butt friend. That's fine. Yeah. I'm good uh, friends with people I put my wiener inside. You kind of have to be. 
You, you should be. Yeah, it's like part right? of the whole thing, right? Like you don't want to just be yeah. like, this person sucks. Well, thanks for the shitty email, Crystal. I'll be <laughs> mad at you later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was right. Like as soon as I got all, like as soon as she heard it, she was like, "Hey, you guys mentioned Beowulf. That was awesome." And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "You got everything wrong, but it was really cool." Oh man, I'm like self-conscious. <laughs> I'm gonna be like super, like, oh shit. About anything. As long as we don't mention Beowulf, we'll be fine. <laughs> Let's never mention it again. <laughs> Doesn't he like uh, rip his arm off and hangs the arm up on the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I remember uh-huh. that. Yeah. There's a character in Skullgirls. He's like one of the only playable dudes. Yeah. And his name is Beowulf and he's a professional wrestler that's who cool. wrestles monster he wrestles monsters. That's what Beowulf does, right? Well that's what he says yeah. he does. He's like a liar. Well, no, only in the movie he's a liar. He actually does all that shit in the story. Like I, oh, I, I hate that movie boasted. because it makes him out to be a liar. Didn't he boast, doesn't it? Like boastfulness. One hundred percent no. He, he did does it? all he the shit. He raced that monster or whatever the fuck. Doesn't he like, like he no. He like runs against. Crystal's something? gonna send another email. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember reading it, but I remember like the whole story of Beowulf is this. I'll tell the whole. I know. Story I remember. Be mad at me he later. gets the Grendel, and then the, the, there's like he's got the king. The king's guys are getting killed by Grendel, so uh, Beowulf goes to help. He's Beowulf. not from that. King. He like shows no. up, right? Yeah. He's like a hero of a different king. Yeah, he like he shows over. up and like Grendel attacks, and he like rips Grendel's the arm mead off hall. and beats him with in it in the mead hall. And then Grendel runs away and dies, so Grendel's mom comes to get fucking revenge. Yeah. And then Beowulf goes and fights her and kills her dumbass, right, too. Right, right, right. And then fucking 50 years later, he fist fights a dragon and dies. That's the whole story. Yeah. And in the movie, they kind of make it, like, better. <laughs> that movie sucks a dick, bro. <laughs> that movie has a sexy gold Angelina Jolie. Is that in the story? She's sexy in a lot of movies. She's sexy in a lot of better movies, bud. Yeah. Like Hackers. Yeah, she's a a sexy Vulcan in that movie. I just remember Um, not, like, I couldn't... I don't like not knowing, like, the translation of something. It bothers me. Because, like, you're supposed to read it, like, in its original, right? And it's, like, so f- uh, yeah. fucking Well, hard. I mean, like, we've got s- seven versions of it, but they're all translations. Yeah, I remember reading, like, like you a, can't read it in the original because nobody knows Nobody knows shit. how to speak that shit, yeah. They know how to translate it, I guess. Was it Dutch? Smart people. Well, it's old Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> but it takes place <laughs> in the Dutch land, right? Uh, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, it's, Norway or some shit. I don't actually remember. Or like, I'm sure she's screaming at her speakers, which is great. I'm just like want, digging really. a hole. I'm just like going <laughs> dig up stupid. I'm already in the hole, so fuck yeah, it. let's, let's get go. Deep. Keep going. We'll get, go down the opposite way. I think this is a good time to move on to the final <laughs> segment of our program. <laughs> As every episode comes to a close, we like to turn the page in our uh, hollow book, I guess, since it's the future. And or Kindle. read a story from a collection called Star Trek TNG Season 8 <gasps> by Mr. Rich Masters. I play the uh, Masterpiece Theater theme. I don't remember that one. Uh, it's like, I can't do it right now because I'm super tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1.30 in the morning. Google that shit. <laughs> Listen to it yourself. <laughs> it's like something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, Crystal probably knows what that is. I was trying to remember it the last time. 
I was trying to remember the last time we brought it up, too, and I couldn't then either. And then I couldn't find a video of what I think it sounds like either. It was all different. Yeah, there's been like 40, 12 million seasons of it, right? It's just been on, like, forever. <laughs> uh, our next email is, of course, Rich Masters. Yeah. And he begins, Trek Boys. Mm-hmm. As the first part of my season two... Uh, as the first part of my season finale two-parter is now finished... I realize it's been 10 months since I started this project. Whoa. What started as a way to write a genuine pitch-it-or-ditch-it treatment that took six minutes to read has now turned into emails that take 25 to 30 minutes, including lines of dialogue, action That's scenes... all? Attempt at profound morals, and a ton of research for each episode. Let me just say that for 25 to 30 minutes of creating a thing, these are incredible. 25 to 30 minutes? These are great! Yeah, that's unbelievable. I would stay up all that's how night long it thinking takes. It. I'd be like, oh god, what? Like, what? I would be too like, I'd be, it'd be too much. You know what was weird? The other day, I was like trying to think up a fantasy name for a character for something I was writing, mm-hmm. and I came up with this name, and I was like, wait, that's from something. Yeah. And I googled it, and I couldn't find anything. I was like, well, wait, what the fuck is that name from? And I realized it was the name of the leader of the Jim Hadar that died in Picard's arms in one of these stories. That's and fucking it just popped crazy. into my fucking head. It's part of me now. Yeah, There's no it's escaping real. it. It's real now. Yeah. I can't remember the name now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um Except for chronology, because as Daruma kindly pointed out to me in the Discord, Hawk should be dead by the time the Dominion War starts. So, another reason writers normally have editors, I guess. They saved him, it's fine. Wait, we don't really know when. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he dies like halfway in the season. Who's to say? We can hand wave it. It's not an inconsistency that bugs me per the previous. No, email. it could. This could. This is fine. Like you don't really know when. I mean. Anyway. Yeah. In all this time, there's been something I've been avoiding. Something I wanted to wait until I had the right sort of story to tell in order to utilize. What? It's not a Rumpelstiltskin. Shit. It's not a Nagilum. It's not the Satan from Megas Two, but it's almost as evil. Buckle up, boys. It's a long one. Because of course it is. <laughs> In a pristine white lab, the traveler sits. What? Watching something grow in a petri dish. This dickwad is back. He turns to a colleague to ask what he sees. Admitting she's never seen anything like it, the young Denobulan asks what it is. It's reality 767, the traveler replies. What? It's dying, and one of our collective found a way to nudge it back to life. The Denobulan is amazed and asks how that's possible. The Traveler smiles and explains to, that to her, the Denobulan's abilities to warp time are just the same as this person's abilities to fix things. We don't question why a person is able to do the things they can do here. We just make sure they use them in the correct ways. The student admits she would love to meet this fixer, but the Traveler says that it simply isn't possible at the moment. He has asked not to be disturbed. Hmm. Later that evening, I mean, what time is it when you're in a weird science limbo? The Traveler opens the door to a subsection of the lab. A window of light floats in the middle of the room, and a man stands in front of it, swiping images of places and people away as they're instantly replaced by more. Oh, it's like a fucking uh, 
Minority Report. <laughs> Hello, Wesley, says the traveler. I knew it. Just as evil. This is this no. The title is Raza Contritum. What does that mean? I don't know. Actually, it's like slate something slate. No, s- clean clean slate. Clean something. Cause tabula ra- blank something. Raza blank contritum. Slate. Blank. Uh, Check. Tabula rasa means blank slate. Okay. Um, is this Latin? Wesley Crusher. Yes. Uh, Wesley Crusher is irritated, stating that he was promised privacy. Damn. The Traveler explains it's been almost three months since they last spoke, since Wesley last joined them in meditation, or even left the room. Wesley seems confused, looking like he's going to apologize, but then shows the Traveler what he's doing. The window is one part of a diagnostic engine, seeking out damage to realities by time travel, interstellar accidents, and omnipotent beings. Hmm. He waits for the Traveler to tell him how impressed he is, but is met with a simple stare. What is the other part, the Traveler asks. Me, Wesley beams. I can go in and make alterations in real time as quickly as I can fix an isolinear chip. It's all so simple, so easy. And that is why we must shut down your experiment, Wesley, the Traveler explains. What? When Wesley asks why, the Traveler explains that their collective do not seek the easy or well-trodden path. They are careful and respectful of the subtle rules of the universe. And because, above all else, Wesley doesn't intend to follow those rules. Fuck that place. I live there. It stinks. <laughs> when Wesley suspiciously asks what the Traveler means, his teacher explains that it was very obvious that Wesley was looking for something. Now found out, Wesley admits he was searching for another version of himself. One that was happy. <laughs> one that was given the life he always wanted but he can't find any other version of him in other 10,000 alternate realities. I feel like this is more of a comment about Will Wheaton. This is great. (laughs) The Traveler asked if he looked for or at anyone else, or if he just selfishly spent the time looking at his own existence. Mm -hmm. Wesley's silence provides an answer. The Traveler comments that there is no other version of Wesley, or the Traveler, or any of those in their community. That's the point. They get taken out of of their universe. They're one-of-a-kind emergences, god-level geniuses, and powers beyond mortals. The Traveler asks Wesley to shut down the experiment and join the rest of them for a meditation session to get centered again. Boring. (laughs) Wesley agrees and goes to shut down the experiment, but then at the last minute sees something in the window. An image of something only the two of them can see. Don't do it, the Traveler warns. This sort of change is not ours to make. I'm sorry, Wesley says, before stepping through the window. Bye. It's the only thing I can't understand. What? What a modest prick. (laughs) Wesley stands in a Starfleet red uniform on a much older ship's corridor. He waits until the corridor is clear. Oh, yeah, you're right. He waits until the corridor is clear and consults the computer panel on the wall. Once he has the information he's looking for, he moves with a purpose towards the turbo lift and goes to the deck eight. Wesley arrives in the mess hall where he watches his two men are having a conversation about one of the men's wives. The first says that the second's wife should just join the crew, but the second rebuts that unless she could get her promotion to chief medical officer along with it, she wouldn't be interested. Yeah, she's hot too. Well, Jack, says the first, sometimes you just have to seize an opportunity when it comes along. Mm -hmm. Easy for you to say, says Jack. I don't think you, you... I don't think you can just commandeer a medical bay when there's a ship's emergency. Mm -hmm. 
The first man laughs. Are you implying I engineered a battle with the Cardassians to get a promotion? Jack puts a hand up. I'm just finding it tough getting used to calling you Captain Jean-Luc. What? It's little Jean-Luc. He's got his weird hair on his head. It's Jean-Luc Pickard. (laughs) Jean-Luc Pickard? As red alert sounds, Jack Crusher and Jean-Luc Picard rush out of the mess hall. But at the sight of Wesley, Jack stops, telling Picard he'll be right there. He goes to Wesley and asks if he knows him. No, but one day maybe, says Wesley. Jack leaves, obviously confused, and Wesley opens another reality window and steps through back to his that own kid time. was a dork. <laughs> Man, I hate that hope kid. I hope I never see him again. I hope I don't have a kid like that, nerd. Wesley opens his eyes on Earth in the present-day San Francisco. All seems well, and he goes to a public information kiosk and submits a general inquiry about Jack Crusher. All access to Crusher's service record is denied. He asks about Beverly and Picard, and then about the Enterprise, but all access is prohibited. Hmm. He asks about many of his old crewmates, but when he gets to Wharf, an alarm sounds, and security officers are beamed in to detain him. What the fuck kind of place is this? (laughs) He he tries to open another reality window, but he simply can't. You fucked up, dick. In a cell at Starfleet headquarters, Wesley sits trying to talk reason with the security officer, uh, who unsurprisingly tells Wesley to shut his mouth. Shut up, Wesley! Shut up, Wesley! (laughs) (laughs) The door to the brig opens, and in steps head of Starfleet security, Admiral Luther Sloan! Oh, for God's sakes. Sexy 31. Fucking sexy 31. (laughs) He starts with a soft question for Wesley. What's his name, his place of birth? Then he ramps up and asks why Wesley was searching for Starfleet officers. Wesley explains that he served with those people in the Enterprise about ten years ago. Sloan tells him he's going to rot here unless he tells him more than lies. Hmm. Wesley challenges Sloan, stating that if he wasn't who he says he was, then how, giving the cloak and dagger state of secrecy, would he know about the Enterprise D's activities along the neutral zone, or Wolf 359? Hmm. At the mention of Wolf 359, Sloan's ears prick up, but he leaves the brig. Hmm. Days later, a disheveled Wesley is brought before Starfleet Tribunal, made up of Admiral Sloan, Jellico, and H- Hansen, the Admiral killed at Wolf 359, Nora Satie from the Drumhead, mm-hmm. and Janeway. Damn, Janeway. They're a somber here. bunch. <laughs> Admiral Janeway. Welcome back, Admiral. She's finally in an episode, but it's, it's an evil episode. <laughs> They're a somber bunch, nothing like the Starfleet he knows. They grill him about where he's from, who he is, and who he's spying for. Mm. The Romulans? The Klingons? The Cardassians? Wesley scoffs, asking why he would spy for someone the Federation are at peace with. Peace, Janeway snarls. Why would we be at peace with those that are trying to exterminate us, who we haven't so much as traded with in nearly 20 years? What the fuck is going on in this place? How can we not encounter either of those species, asks Wesley. Their territory borders Federation space. Admiral Jellico tells Crusher his coincidental confusion is not fooling anyone. Any child with a history pad knows that Starfleet space is now significantly smaller. The Maradas, Terran, Tellarite, Vulcan, Solaris, and Andorian sectors only. Damn. With horror, Wesley realizes what has happened. He's returned to the wrong reality. Way to go, dickwad. He explains that as stupid as this sounds, he's from another reality that somehow he has crossed into this one accidentally and can't get back. 
convenient Janeway counters, but luckily we have ways of finding out the truth. Take him to Captain Tuvok. Oh, Captain Tuvok is going to mind meld with your ass, bitch. <laughs> Sloan and some security officers escort Wesley to a chamber where Tuvok meditates. He's the same old Tuvok, a surprise in this brutal and cynical reality. Sloan orders the Vulcan to mind meld forcibly with Wesley, but Tuvok only reluctantly agrees when Sloan tells him that millions of Starfleet citizens could be at risk. Hmm, that old chestnut. In the, in the young man's mind, Tuvok sees a reality of peace, of prosperity for the Quadrant. When Sloan asks what he's seen, Tuvok stands, draws a phaser, and shoots the men. What the fuck? Something better, he replies. Oh, we're doing it. Mirror episode. Let's go. <laughs> Genuinely surprised, Wesley confides that he didn't think Tuvok would help him. Tuvok simply replies, logic is logic, whatever reality you are in. You can call me Threevok now. <laughs> Don't make me go Fourvok. <laughs> As Tuvok and Wesley head for a transporter pad, the Vulcan confirms that his ship, the USS Discipline, Jesus. will take Wesley wherever he needs to go. <laughs> what the fuck? It's either a fucked up ship or a lot of fucking That's on that ship. That's a fun ship. The USS uh, Spank Me Daddy. <laughs> but he assumes he wants to be taken to the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. As they storm the transporter room, only Janeway stands in the room, begging Tuvok as a friend not to throw his life away. Yeah, yeah. But somehow the images in this boy's mind have driven him mad. Tuvok looks troubled and puts a phaser to Wesley's head. Mm -hmm. Tell me you're not lying, Tuvok demands. When Wesley promises he isn't, Tuvok shoots Janeway. Rip. I hope you're right, he says. Because Catherine Janeway was too valued a friend to waste on a fool's air. Do those phasers not have stun anymore? No, they don't. They're it's all, all death. death phasers. They have death and double death. <laughs> Vaporizing death and just regular friends. body death. He closes her dead eyes, then transports <laughs> to the discipline. First Officer Harry Kim welcomes the captain aboard, but there's friction as Harry is a complete brown-nosing role lover and questions Tuvok's choices. Oh my god, everyone in this episode sucks so far. <laughs> <laughs> Tuvok lies, telling him this is an order from Admiral Sloan and they must warp to Thalos 567. Mm -hmm. That's how I say read these things to find out what number it is. Mm -hmm. Thalos 7 in Vulcan territory ASAP where the Enterprise is on the Orion front, fighting incursions from both the Romulans and Klingon forces. On the way, Tuvok's ship is chased by numerous Starfleet vessels, but manages to elude them with the help of Wesley. Insert techno-battle, action scene, and dramatic music here. Ah, sweet. We got a fucking techno-babble fight? <laughs> However, uh, man, that'd be much better than a rap battle, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, fuck yeah. What if it was like a rap battle, but just with Star Trek lingo? Oh, shit. Cool. Sign me up. Yeah, I'll go to that. However, upon leading the Starfleet vessels to the Vulcan border, the ships are set upon by a group of Klingon warbirds that have crossed into their space and destroy the Discipline's pursuers. The trio of ships are decorated with the crest of the House of Duras. Oh, for God's sakes. Unless it's the titty window bitches, I don't, I don't want to... One of them's dead. Oh, that's right. They're both dead. Are they both yeah, dead? Yeah, they die in generations, but maybe they're not dead. I mean the actress. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd she die from? Having too big of boobs? I don't... I Probably not. I don't is that know. a thing you die from? Um, the discipline is attacked <laughs> and is down to 30% power when the bridge is rocked by a series of explosions. One of them killing Commander Kim. Is it going to be Worf? Probably. 
What a waste of potential, laments Tuvok. Ha! Take that, Wang! <laughs> With the ship in dire straits, the Enterprise comes swooping in to destroy two of the warbirds and chase the other one off. With a warp core breach imminent on the discipline, Tuvok orders everyone to escape picks? Escape pods. Uh, pods, okay. Escape pods, as the Enterprise seems more concerned with chasing the other warbird than transporting the crew to safety. Tuvok stays aboard the ship, trying to stabilize the ship's systems. As Wesley's pods jettison from the discipline, the ship explodes, violently rocking the pod and knocking Wesley out. <laughs> he wakes in a biobed aboard the Enterprise and is greeted by Alyssa Ogawa. Hey, she's a doctor now? She, she calls for the doctor... And Wes sits up expecting his mother, only to be greeted by Dr. Salar, the oh, ship's CMO. Oh, this is for you, Jeff. This is the best episode so far. Jeff, would you like a sponge bath? <laughs> he asks where Dr. Crusher is, to which Dr. Salar raises an eyebrow and asks, Dr. Crusher? Mm-hmm. Before any more can be said, Lieutenant Commander Data enters the room and asks flatly if the boy is ready to be taken to see the captain. Salar barely interacts with Data, merely waving a hand. Without so much as a look, Data lifts Wesley off the bed and marches him towards the turbo lift. Does Data have his sweet sleeveless uniform on? Yeah, is he ripped as fuck in this one? (laughs) Though Wesley tries to interact with Data, asking about Captain Picard, he finds his previous android friend completely inhuman, embracing the robotic part of his personality more than the human. Hmm. As the two men arrive on the bridge, there is no wharf. No Geordie, no Riker. Instead, the engineering station is manned by Chief O'Brien. The security section by someone completely unfamiliar. Fucking the most evil engineering man, <laughs> Chief O'Brien. <laughs> Entering the captain's ready room, Wesley knows that he can't. Uh, he can just talk to Riker or Picard. He'll be listened to, believed even. But Riker isn't in the ready room. Commander Elizabeth Shelby is. Oh, God. And she's the Enterprise's first well, officer. Well, Wolf 359 went the shit. Where is Captain Picard, Wesley demands. Jean-Luc Picard? Mm-hmm. I'm here... I'm sorry to tell you, but my friend has been dead for a long time, says a voice. The replicator whirs, and from behind it, a man steps out. Captain Jack Crusher. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Dad? Wesley asks the confused man who clearly recognizes Wesley. To be continued. What the fuck? What's gonna happen next? Has Wesley ruined reality? Yeah. The argument could be made for him already having ruined it by merely existing. I was gonna say that. (laughs) I mean, spoilers, but nah, he hasn't. But it's not as if George Kirk died or anything, (laughs) is it? Remember that classic Star Star Trek M-Class joke? Oh my god, that's like greatest hits, man. It's not like George yeah. Kirk is dead or anything. Did you know that this episode and the last episode mark three years since we I, started M-Class I've podcast? I've told you many times never to tell me that. <laughs> and yet... That's great, though. We've built such a great thing together. Yeah, I know. But I But I'm getting older. I'm close to dying. <laughs> I think all that right. was alright, that was good. I I mean I, this is very like season uh seven finale, right? It's like this is 
it's not like an evil alternate no, universe it's not, thing. It's, not, it's that he's fucking created this. Right. Universe. This is like like a infinite universe. Times Arrow is that the name of the episode where it has like uh, Tasha Yar is back again. Yes. Yes. And they're like the slightly more militaristic. Yeah. They all have like the phaser belts and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what has happened here, yeah. except way worse. Yeah. Uh, all right, one episode of this season left. Time to get out the tissues, boys, just in case your eyes or your wieners need some tear moth. <laughs> Yours slightly sadly, Rich, visiting the icy moon of Andoria, but got annoyed by the cold and just hopped the equator to where it's warmer. Seems like the Andorians should have thought of that, not to mention the rebels on Hoth. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't think the equator is going to help you on those yeah, planets. It's like, yeah, it's a moon, right? Andori, Andoria. Andor is the big is, planet. It's like the gas giant, and Andoria yeah. is the moon. Yes. Yeah, Teller Prime is a moon. Yeah, Teller Prime. I was Prime trying to remember which one was the moon. But yeah, you're right. And Andoria is, is the, the moon. moon. And they live in the ground, um, and they're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> sexy and blue Sex, sexy blue ice elves super sexy the Andorians don't fit into the comfortable fantasy stereotype things in the same not way. really they're they're sort of like a like a dark elf right they're kind of like uh, really if if you go if you take like Norse mythology into consideration yeah. they're like the Jotun okay the Jotun the ice giants yeah yeah yeah, yeah, they're. I mean, they're fantasy in the sense that like they're just like the ice people, right? Clearly, yeah. he's an ice man. <laughs> Turns out that's true. There are ice. Yeah, men. that scientist was right. She wasn't wrong, but he wasn't one. I feel like pitching or ditching a rich masters thing is stupid because, of course, we pitch it. It's it's real. It's a what real if we episode. change it to like rich it <laughs> or pitch it or rich pitch it or rich it? Yeah. Like rich it's rich really it is good. a level above yeah. pitch it. I'm I'm gonna pitch. I'm gonna pitch this one. It's mostly right. Wesley Crush. But and also we haven't seen the end. Yet, yeah. So we don't know. The end could make this a episode rich. like a ten out a of ten it. retroactive. Yeah. This could be a rich it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for writing these in, Rich. It in it enriches the show so much. Yeah. No. For real though, this is incredible, and I'm glad you did it, and I'm. Uh, I'm blown away uh, how good these are. Like, it's ridiculous. It's too good for the show, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, pretty much everything's too good for us, but this is definitely too good for us. <laughs> uh, we're great. We're the best. <laughs> we're the best. <laughs> we're the best at the best. <laughs> Look. This this program would not be the same without Rich Masters writing in. I don't know what's going to happen when this next episode is over. I hope he just keeps writing in. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it elevates. It's like the masterpiece theater that comes on after Red Dwarf. Right? Yeah, you're just like, oh, now it's the... Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, I love all the emails. Like, I'm not going to say that, like... Well, I love Red Dwarf. Masterpiece Theater right. is just, like, more cultured. I like it, too. Yeah, no, this is, like, a... I mean, we're we're spoiled. Like, this... I feel like we're really spoiled by this. Oh, yeah. And we're gonna be, like, real petty babies about it, and we're gonna, like, want more. <laughs> we're, like, really, like... 
We are giant petty. We're like the internet. We're like the internet. Where's my free stuff? <laughs> Give me more, Ridge. Where's work for me? Give me stuff. That's us. Really, what you should be doing is like doing your own podcast where you read your own yeah. stories. But uh, as long as you still want us to read them, or me to read them, and Josh to go, <gasps> I knew and try it. to guess. Then- <laughs> I was I was like so certain it was gonna be Worf and the other yeah, shit. Like I felt you were a hundred percent right. That was a rare miss. It still could be. Still could be. Still could. Be. Like he's a Duras now, cause like why not? Yeah. Like it still could maybe be. he married Ursul or Lursa, one of them. Or Bator. Ba- Is yeah, that her name? Bator. Yeah. That's a super Klingon name. Master uh, Bator. <laughs> ha ha ha! Hey, did you? ever want to learn Klingon? I never wanted to, because, like, I don't know. Who would I speak Klingon to? Uh, dorks? <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, I mean, I would learn, like, Spanish before I learned Klingon. That's the thing, it's is, like, like I took three or four years altogether of Spanish, and I can't fucking speak any of it. I took, like, five years of German, and it's pointless, and I can't speak German. I can understand so, like, some of it, but I can't speak it. I want to learn Spanish, and every time I sit down with Spanish, I get this overwhelming feeling of, like, hopelessness that happens because of... I felt the same way when I was in school. Yeah. Like, I can't learn this. It, my brain won't let me. Yeah. No, I felt... It, that, that's I normal. go right back to that, which hasn't happened... Like, I, I thought for a minute about learning Japanese yeah. when I was a little younger, and it didn't happen with that. Because you're not around it. Like, if you were around people and you needed to learn it you would oh yeah like you if you were like stuck in like uh, like latin america somewhere and like nobody spoke english or they refused to or whatever you'd fucking learn it but like that's not the case now like you don't have no, to. you just learn it at your own pace or whatever and like my pace isn't like zero like if you were married so. to somebody or like in a family where somebody spoke spanish like and like you were like not a native Spanish speaker, like you would just be around it, and that would help you. But as as long as you have to do something, you'll yeah, do it. You'll survive. And yeah. But like, I like I've always had this fascination with fictional languages. Yeah. Like you're like Tolkien. Uh, there's no way I could speak Klingon because I can't even pronounce single words in Klingon. Too many. I don't have the gruff spittiness. It's like learning like Dwemer. Like what the fuck is going? Like there's too many apostrophes. Yeah. There's too many consonants. It's crazy. Like, I, I want to learn Sindarin. What's Sindarin? The language of the elves from uh, Tolkien. Oh, yeah. I think well, that he would was, be fun he was, That's fuck. what he did, right? He was, like, a linguist. Yeah, he was a, he was a linguist, or whatever the fuck they called yeah. it back then. A con- a con- I watched a, a video about that. Yeah. I watched a video about that the other day where this guy broke down some fictional languages, and he talked about how, like, Sindarin is one of the most complete, yeah, f- like, fake made-up languages in history. Well, he, like, made it so good that every other elf language is basically that now. It's all just Sindarin. And the thing is, like, his notes reveal that, like, a lot of his notes are lost at this point, that he created the entire dwarf language, Kuzdul. Yeah. But uh, he didn't tell anybody or share any of it because only the dwarves are supposed to know that. Man, language. that's the most Tolkien ass shit. He like dwarves don't use their language around anyone else; only other dwarves. So he didn't release hardly any. I of love it that dwarves are like they're like mysterious. Like I love that shit. Yeah, it's cool as fuck. Uh, there's like there's a thing that I think is lost in fantasy 
ever since like Dungeons and Dragons, I think, where yeah. like fantasy races are just humans that look different now. They right. all like they're the same. Um, in Tolkien and like mythology and stuff, there's something very magical about right. everything that isn't human. I feel that way about Elder Scrolls lore. I feel like out of all of them, that one is the closest to like where you're like, what is going on with these people? You know what I mean? Like they're all they're all like very human looking, but like they're so different and they're so like they're so complicated. Well, Everything's so fucking Elder- complicated. The Elder Scrolls makes a a concerted effort to make um, elves not look human. Yeah, there's like a different bone structure. They're in more their faces, Romulan, different. almost like they're like pointier yeah. and jaggeder. And like orcs are made to look like a much more different than the standard like yeah way orcs look. They make a concerted effort mm-hmm. to make everybody look not human, who's supposed to not be human. Which most fantasy doesn't. Like, Tolkien doesn't, really. Yeah. They're all just different size humans. Yeah, orcs are sort of... Well, I mean, because of the movies. Like, orcs yeah. are, like, bird people. Like, dinosaurs. Yeah. Orcs are... Like, the weird thing about orcs is that they became their own They were thing elves, yeah. In, well, they became their own thing in, like, popular culture. Like, orc is just another word for goblin. Yeah, because they were goblins Tolkien. first. Yeah. They're all just goblins. Like, uh, what we think of as orcs are, like, the Urukai. The, yeah. like birthed super orcs they yeah. make. Yeah. It's, it's weird how things turn out. I like way. how like pop culture like, kind of changes. And the Elder stuff. Scrolls are just like pig people. <laughs> like That's their mythology. It's like they were just like pigs once. <laughs> yeah, that's like orcs in um, Dungeons and Dragons were like pig yeah. people. That's why um, uh, that's why Ganon looked right because he's an orc. That he was yeah. a pig monster because he was supposed to be an orc yeah, wizard yeah. to begin with. Orcs are cool in Elder Scrolls, though. Yeah, they they're are. like the coolest they, orcs they do I think out of all the orcs. Yeah, they do like the pr- prideful warrior thing like a lot better than I think like a lot it's of. It's a other little orcs more do. like uh, I want to say like more like Native Americany where they're a little more like subtle. Like it's not they're not just like Klingons, right? Usually orcs are just like. Battle, like Klingons. Yeah, and like in Elder Scrolls, they're a little more like cult. They have a more of a culture, I think. You know. Yeah, that's true. They ha- they have like, they're like a very religious culture. Yeah, they're really. kind of solemn and like, and like they're always getting fucked over. Which like, you know, the Bretons yeah, you always feel bad for the orcs. Yeah, they're really. always getting their city burned down and shit. You know who I don't feel bad for? The Nords. Fuck those guys. Pretty much the Nords. Eight the Bretons. Fuck them. Yeah, the Bretons and Nords suck. suck yeah, they're dick The Imperials are like yeah, fuck Imperials. Like seriously, huge fucking conquering pieces of shit. Yeah, I could deal without that. That's annoying as fuck. Pretty much all humans in Elder Scrolls are the Red Guards are like kind of okay, but they're real close to like Bretons. Like they're like the same. Yeah, they're like less bad. Bretons. Yeah, they're like yeah. yeah. That's why the but the elves the elves are all shitty except what elves? No, what elves are great. They just eat people. I love that the wood elves are like, don't go there, <laughs> like don't go near there. <laughs> just d- if you don't want to get eaten, don't go anywhere yeah, you're near not, the wood elves forest. You're not gonna come out of there. It's like very Indiana Jones. Like what is there? Like what yeah. is that? You know. We just ended up talking about Elder Scrolls. I've been playing like 
Skyrim is like the fucking like warm soup when you're sick. Oh god, it's just like comfort food. I and I, dude, in the, I've been feeling really bad lately. Like yeah. headaches constantly, and like my ears rumbling and yeah, shit. Yeah, mine too. So, like What's I've just been playing this? Skyrim. I love Skyrim in the winter. Like like a cup of soup, a Skyrim. I'll fucking play Skyrim and put the Skyrim soundtrack on with a blanket on, <laughs> and I'll just like fucking zone the shit out, dude. I'm actually am playing as a Nord for the first time. I never did. I it. hate I hate playing as a warrior and then having like really shitty defense like everybody else does. Yeah. So I chose a Nord this time. I never time do straight and, like, like warrior. I always do sneaky. I do sneaky archer is like sneaky my Sneaky archer rolls. I love sneaky you archer. One shot everything. Yeah. Like the f- I actually recommend doing straight warrior with like two-handed weapon. Yeah. Um, to begin with, it's kind of difficult because yeah, like yeah. you have to get up close and personal. But now I go into a bandit camp and it's like I'm fucking like sweeping up with a broom and I'm just killing people yeah, left you get, and like, right an as I'm doing it. It's crazy. And like everything dies in one hit. Like people run at me like you're gonna regret coming. Yeah, and they just fucking their head flies off. I love that. Oh. <laughs> I did the it's two. So fucking I did the two fun. swords, and you get that fast sword perk, oh, and you yeah. just you're like a propeller blade of death. Like things just die, they're just meat. They just come out meat. Dude, I went back to the first Dwemer ruin you go to. Yeah. Uh, the one that like Calcemo sends you to. Shaft, little shaft, whatever it is. I really love Mizen Shaft. Is my favorite Dwemer word. But, like, this, like, Dwemer Centurion started walking towards me. Oh, those me, are scary. And I did one power bash with my axe, and it just fucking died. You're, like, super powerful. <laughs> <laughs> what you fucking level are you, dude? Uh, I think I'm level 25. It's just I put all my perks into two-handed, oh, yeah. so I'm, like, fucking unstoppable. Yeah, that's cool. It's so fun. I did a. It's, I did it's, s- it's like comfort food. It's a hundred percent comfort food in video game form. Yeah, there's something about that game. I don't know what it is. It's like man. It's just magic. It's just pure magic. I love it. It, it very much is the warm blanket when you're sick and it's cold. Yeah. That video game is. I want to play it. Fucking play it. I'm gonna go play <laughs> it after this. It's two fourteen in the morning. I'm gonna stay up until five a.m. playing it probably. <laughs> I woke up at 5 a.m. yesterday morning, and I I was like, fuck it. And I got a bowl of cornflakes, and then I ate the cornflakes, and then I fell back asleep till like, 11, and then I woke up with, like, the worst <laughs> migraine I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I went to bed at, like, 4 last yeah. night, and then at, like, 7, Ugh. my fucking... is when all oh, the alarms yeah, start you're right going off because of... When you're, like, not asleep. Yeah. Ugh. The the alarm started going off in my apartment because the power went out and like all the things reset and needed to tell me, including my fucking dishwasher. You live in the future. The dishes are and done. The dishes are it's done. It's such an old dishwasher though. It's like ancient. I don't know why it's doing that. It's weird. But like, so I got woke up at seven forty five and then my stomach was like, "Wait, you ate dairy yesterday?" Poop, 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 poop. Yeah. <laughs> So I was, like, awake and up and about until fucking noon, and then I fell asleep until three. So I got, like, a total, like, that's five hours That's the worst. That's, sleep. like, when you're definitely sick. Like, that's, like, sick sleep. You know, like, when you're really yeah, sick really... and you sleep, like, two hours at a time? 
Yeah, like I just really felt Ugh. bad, and then I was like, "Well, gotta record." Tonight. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, like I don't know if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> We're still recording yeah. right now. <laughs> We're still recording at two fifteen. We got our second win when we got together and started talking That's about Star Trek. That's how it works. Yeah. All right. That's enough of this podcast. We answered uh, all your questions. We're going to be able to get to thanks to the Elder Scrolls mini cast we did. Um, sorry, anybody we missed. Maybe I'll save them for next yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get this podcast a week early and be able to listen to all of our tangents before anybody else, you can become a patron over at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, and you even get to become a part of our Discord community, which is full of some of the coolest people on Earth. The coolest people on Earth. When we're there. There's orcs <laughs> there. There's wood elves. That's, that's a good question I could ask people, is, like, what fantasy race do you think defines you best? That's a good one. What, what do you think defines you, Josh? I always like the wood elves. The wood elves are, like, the temperamental redheaded stepchild of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> like nobody really like wants them around. They're kind of like looked down on even though they're fucking elves. Like they're like crazy elf like. They're like the bottom tier elves. Yeah, the but they're elves, like super sure. agile. They're like super strong, right? Like they're fucking elves. I know the Altmer is dickwads though. Yeah. They're just like super dicks. So I don't know about an Elder Scrolls, but I've always thought like I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just a really big dwarf. I don't know. I lived in the mountain my whole That's life. That's because I'm from the mountainlands. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a half elf, since like uh, I'm from the elven lands, the fucking like forests and shit where everybody's backwards as fuck. But I never well, you fit could in be there. like the Dwemer. The Dwemer are like elves, right? They're not like dwarf dwarfs. They're elf They're dwarves. Like, well, the Dwemer are like monsters. What they do to the fucking Falmer is horrific. Yeah, they're horrible. Well, they're also like... They like... Isn't there the one Dwemer who like is alive and I think Morrowind? He's like a robot. <laughs> he's like half a robot. He's got like robot yeah, legs or whatever. Legs. He's got like Dwemer legs because he's like too fat to move on his yeah. own. Because he's got like... Corpus? Or corpus. Yeah. It's like a disease that makes you super fat and monstrous. Which I guess I'm developing as I get older. <laughs> well, if I keep waking up at like 5 a.m. and eating fucking candy cereal, that's what's going to be me. <laughs> you know what I want? Candy cereal. Yummy. Yeah. I can... Dude, I've got like the tiniest amount of Reese's Puffs that like isn't enough for a bowl. That's the fucking so worst. Like, it's just like you left just throw in it there out. and I keep looking at it like... Because mm. you don't want to eat like a little bowl. That sucks. Yeah, it'll make me yeah. want more. And I don't you have, have to go anymore. just get another box or two boxes, dude. I fucking love Reese's Puffs. It's so good. I like unashamedly love Sugar Smacks. People always are like, Ugh, but I love them. I like Sugar Smacks. They're so good. They're pretty good when they don't have salmonella in them. It's just a little bit of flavoring I'm not on board with. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like your email read on this program, you can ship it on in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can have a grand old time on the Twitter internet if you follow us on that particular service. <laughs> at mclasspodcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good, Josh. It's Shut up. Late. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little late. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye. Peace.